You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. There are some things that God had placed in my spirit for today. There's somewhere He wants us to go, and we want to make sure that we are unified. Amen. Amen. And I want, can I just encourage you for a moment? Can I encourage you for a moment? The Word of God tells us that we were created by God, for God. So every believer has a purpose. Even those who are entrepreneurs, whatever your expertise is, whatever your skill set is, whatever you do as a believer, once you come into the knowledge that you are um, a child of God, being that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, whatever we were predestined to do, it's all for the greater good of the advancement of God's kingdom. So whatever gift you have is for the expansion of God's kingdom, because Jesus tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So there have to be different gifts. There have to be different, uh, be it businesses, be, be it skill sets, whatever it is, your gift, your anointing is to attract others into the kingdom of God. Why? Because we were created by God for God. And one of the biggest tricks of the enemy is to keep us so busy that kingdom is a priority, but it's not priority number one. And there's a life that God has already predestined for us. And some believers are living substandard because they refuse to do what the word says. That's why the word of God encourages us to follow those who have the faith and patience inherit the promises. So if it's not working, you can have 99 that it's not working for. Just find the one that's doing it. And as I always say, if you can't find one, you be the first one, okay? And the reason why I'm saying this is because um, Satan's job, again, is to keep us so distracted that we dare not have time for God. And the things that we busy ourselves about are the things that the Gentiles busy their, themselves about, food, clothing, shelter. And, and Jesus tells us this, and we're going to get to it in a second, that if you would just put me first... Because I know the things that you have need of before you even ask. The birds don't worry about what they're going to eat. Even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like the way I do the fields. Are you here? So, And I'm saying that there are principles outlined in the word that if we would do what God says to do, follow his pattern, then we would live a whole lot better and be in position to actually do things for the kingdom. Yeah, see, I we we I can tell we don't want to hear this. <laughs> yeah, they were playing that shouting music early, and that's what we want to do is just shout. But man, there are people who want to know that this thing works, that God is real, because what's happening with people realize it don't. That's why people say erroneous things and oh, it don't work, and uh, it, there is no good, and you can worship anybody, and people going all kinds of ways because they're searching. But Jesus is the truth. So there are those who have kingdom a priority, but it's not priority number one. Can I say this? Um, the world actually demands more of your time than the kingdom does. 
Just say you work 40 hours a week. We are only in church if you include Sunday and maybe a midweek at the most three, four hours. But there's never enough time for some for kingdom. And watch this. The harder I try to keep up with Pharaoh's system, the further I get behind. We walk by faith. Being we put our trust, our confidence is in God. And when we see, we're not trying to do this to get something. We already got it. That's why we do it. Y'all missed that. (laughs) We already have it. And that's what compels me to do it. But, but, but I want to encourage you as a Christian, put God first. I want God's influence at the forefront of everything I do. He, that Putting God first doesn't mean that I negate all of my, my other earthly responsibilities. Putting God first means that God is more superior than all the other things. And since he's first, he shows me how to place everything else. Now, we're going to read something, and the thing that I like about this scripture, well, let's read it first. Are you ready, everyone here? Because there are those who are hurting. There are those who who are despondent. There are those who are saying that this Christian stuff don't work. No, No, it's not that it works. You just have to work it. And when the Lord says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, what things? Again, in Matthew chapter 6, and if you want to put it up, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I do want to go back to it. Um, food, shelter. Now, Jesus was preaching what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And when he gets to this part of his sermon, he, he's talking about you cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to hate one or love the other one, but you can't. They both can't be in the same place. God and money can't be first. God and the world system, the world's way can't be first. Somebody has to be in whoever you obey the most that is your god or whoever has the most influence over your life that is your god and and he and he's saying this listen if you keep me first notice let's read this but first and most importantly seek aim after strive after his kingdom his righteousness his way of doing things what being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things. What things go to? I think it's verse 25, it tells us what things in today's time that would be material possessions. And and you would be amazed of how off sometimes our thoughts are relative to a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he has. And if your identity is tied to stuff, you have a poor self image. <laughs> Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life. Do you see this? What you will do what? Eat, drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Why, why do we, in the very thing that keeps us away from the kingdom, we're out here trying to acquire just to have food, clothes. And when he said that, if you put me first, I will add these things to you. And whatever what capacity he want to do it, whether he gives you an idea, whether he, however it happens. Our job is not to worry about how he's going to do it. I'm just going to be in faith. See, it's hard to believe that because the world has indoctrinated us to believe that. Notice the word says go. It used to be a 12th grade education. Then it went from that to a two-year degree. Then it went from associates to 
a bachelor's. Now a bachelor's is not good enough. You've got to have a master's. In about another six months, you're going to need a doctorate. And God, now, they have all of these things that they, based upon their way of success. And God bless it. And it's not a guarantee. And God said, all my kingdom requires is faith. <laughs> Listen, no matter what level of education, have faith. If you can believe me. And some believers don't believe that. So they still matriculate based upon the world's way. And verse 34 says, don't worry about tomorrow. Now, let me show you something. When you are, let me tell you, people who worry, it's all right there in verse 33 and 34. People who are worried or people who worry have taken God out of being first. See, when God is first, I don't worry. Why? Because he got this. So if I'm worried or anxious, that means God is no longer first. Notice in verse 25, he said, don't worry about your life. And I think verse 23 or 24 says, these are the things that the heathens worry about. Why? See, the, the people who don't know me are the ones that should be worried about how they're going to be sustained. But those of you who know me, are you here? Now, I'm saying all this to say something because we make excuses. Now, let's go back to Proverbs. We make excuses as to why God is not first. We make excuses as to why God isn't first. And I want you, this is going to be your homework assignment. Throughout the week, study all the scriptures relative to laziness and slothfulness. Okay? Now, this is what you're going to find out. Not only does our text shows, shows us that laziness or excuse making is associated with laziness, but laziness and slothfulness often brings about lack and not enough. Poverty. Listen, excuse making. And of course, without the exception of something beyond your control. So everybody that's lacking doesn't have a, a you know, some type of hard luck story, as they say. Some people just lazy, being that they are gripped by excuse making. Mm, it's already quiet. And if you can ever rise above making excuses, and you know what, and what's at the root of excuses? Fear. Because you hear people just take jacked up relationships. Well, if I, if I leave, I can't eat. That's fear. If I leave where I'm going to stay, that's fear. But see, when you understand that sanity is a precious commodity, I will not exchange my sanity for the sake of worrying about what I, man, I don't care. I'd rather be on the street with sanity than in a house with a raging fool. Bull. Lion. Giraffe. Elephant. Let's read this because my time is already. See, we're going to have to have a part two for this. But when you study the Proverbs, it, Proverbs is just simply um, a book of divine wisdom and daily living. Watch this. And they provide moral instruction for anybody who wants to learn how to walk right. Just study the book of Proverbs. And of course, the majority is written by Solomon, King Solomon. Then there's some from Agur, then Lemuel. But it's just simply a book of daily 
divine wisdom, excuse me, divine wisdom. So notice Solomon asked for what? He asked God for what? Wisdom. And as a result of him asking God for wisdom, the king, I don't know how to handle these people, but I need your wisdom. Lord, I don't know how to do this, but I need your wisdom. That's why, what do we do every morning? Father, I thank you for your wisdom concerning every area of my life. I want your wisdom in my affairs on today. Thank you for your wisdom. And notice, God said, listen, if you don't have it, just ask me for it. I give it to you. It won't take it back. Just ask me for it. I don't know how to do it. That's a good time, but God does. Why? He's the creator of everything. But people are exchanging their sanity for nonsense. I don't like this job. This job just keeps me topsy-turvy. You know why you don't leave? Fear. That's what's, when you peel open excuses, you'll see a little man in there with fear written all over him. Fear. Proverbs 22. Notice I said it's a, a book about what? Applying divine wisdom. As a matter of fact, verse, 20, uh, verse 1 says this. A good name earned by honorable behavior, godly wisdom, moral courage, and personal integrity is more desired, desirable than great riches. And favor is better than silver gold. Do y'all see this? Is do you have, oh, well, let me say this. Do you value your word, your name? Because a person who walks straight, a trustworthy person, talking about that in person who has integrity, we don't make excuses. <laughs> we make things better. We do. Verse 23, excuse me, verse 13. The lazy man, let's read this out loud. The lazy man manufactures excuses in other words he, he sits around and figure out or she what am i going to say what am i going to do listen man you, you got to you got to do some serious thinking to make this one up and no matter how good the excuse sounds it is still an excuse <laughs> the lazy man manufactures excuses it says there's a lion outside I would be killed in the streets if I go out to work. This added, this is added, the portion that says there's a lion in the street, to show the ridiculousness of his excuse. For lions don't hang out in the city. They roam in the woods. So see how ridiculous that, how many ever seen a lion just trotting through your neighborhood? Are you here? So you're not going to see lions in the Town, in the city. No, they're going to roam out in the fields, in the woods. But what I want you to see is that notice how laziness is associated with excuse making. Or you could say laziness or, or being a sluggard. Now I'm going somewhere because we want to, what Holy Spirit is challenging us to do today is shift our priorities and put God first. <sighs> see, it's a personal thing. And your word, your integrity should mean something to you. Uh, Pastor, I don't lie so much. This I don't know if I'm. I don't even know if I can be rehabilitated. You, you, you can. You can. Proverbs thirteen four amplified says this: 
the soul appetite of the lazy person or the person who you can say the person who make excuses craves and gets nothing for lethargy overcomes ambition. Do you see that? Excuse making overcomes ambition. But the soul, the appetite of the diligent who works willingly is what? Rich and abundantly supplied. Who? The person who refuses to make excuses. I think Benjamin Franklin said this. He that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. That has a lot of truth in it. He that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. Am or, say, say this. Do I make a lot of excuses? Am I an excuse maker? Will you say that? Say that loud. So, I'm not going to say it. I'm not. Yes, you will, please. Am I going to? Do I make it? Am I an excuse maker? Matter of fact, what's your excuse? That's the name of this message. What's your excuse? Because as long as I am making excuses, I will never get ahead. What's my excuse for God not being first? Hmm? Something to think about. Because uh, the best way to the top is to keep God first and see when we when we keep God first we bypass all it's like cutting out the middleman the middleman is all that other stuff we do try to get over to, to do to try to get over here or to try to make ends meet but when we honor God put him first he bypasses all that Did, didn't we just see something about favor did y'all see that in verse one verse uh oh have I showed you that verse yet? <laughs> well let me show it to you now I haven't seen no favor for it. Will you will you get ready to but listen to this. We are living in a culture, man, women, where excuses have created a barrier. Just excuse making. And it has stopped believers particularly from executing. Why? Because they're too busy making excuses. So since they live in the land of excuse making, there's no execution relative to the kingdom of God. We make excuses why we don't serve Jesus. We make excuses why we don't give. We make excuses why I'm not. I'm rarely there. We make it's just a bunch of excuses. When actually, after we're saying what I need to do is readjust my priorities, align them right, and put God first. And if He's first, whatever I think I'm going to miss, He's going to add it to me. We make excuses why we lack commitment. We make excuses why we don't forgive. Well, you don't know how it hurt. We're not. Excusing the pain, but why we why do we continually make excuses? Because the longer you hold on to it, it begins to hold you. Then, too, as we stated last week, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. We make excuses for uh, why we sit back and do absolutely nothing that aids in advancement of God's kingdom. Proverbs fifteen nineteen. It's going a little differently than what I thought. But hey, I'm led by Holy Spirit. I'm doing exactly what he told me to do and not moved by the six of you who are frowning. <laughs> Notice I just said there is a barrier that excuse making has created a barrier. Now, particularly, particularly in the area of our relationship with God, but you can use this for everyday living. For example, there are some who you might just be a few credits away from getting your degree. A semester or two. Why haven't you gone back? They start with the I have kids. 
they, 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 your age almost. <laughs> I've asked that before. I said, well, how's your kid? Pastor, he's 21. 21? What are you waiting on? Fear. Fear. Pastor, uh, Pastor, I had a, a, a revelation. God appeared in my room last night. Show me <laughs> that I'm to open up a business. Even I've had people see. Y'all think I'm joking? People have actually sat in my office and you know and showed me stuff like this. This is my business plan. <laughs> Three years later, hey, uh, uh, what are you waiting, Pastor? You know the, the recession. I mean, excuse, and they're no better three years later than when they, ah, boy, this is, because, and and can I just say this? One, let's stop assuming that God is first just because I come to worship on Sunday. I know God is first by how I live, how, how I, excuse me, how I live every day. God is first, by the way, I go about my daily routine, my daily affairs. His influence leads me to do what I do, to say what I say, to walk the way I walk, to act like I I am guided by his influence. So just because we come to church on Sunday, that doesn't necessarily mean that God is priority number one. A lazy man, do you see this? Or a lazy person's way is what? Blocked by their, excuse me, blocked with barriers, but the path of the upright is an open highway. A lazy or one who manufactures excuses, their way is blocked with barriers. Upright simply means just. One who exhibits integrity. Didn't we just see that about integrity? So anytime you see the word uh, upright, righteous, just, one who walks with integrity. Uh, and, and see, God has given us everything, man, woman, that pertains to life and godliness, to live life. And, and the, the way some are living, it makes the world, it appears to the world that we're crazy, we're out of our minds, and, 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 and we don't have balance. But they're looking at the wrong people. They don't know to look, mark the one who walks with integrity. <laughs> All they look at as people say, I'm a Christian. You got to look beyond that. You shall know them by their fruit. Proverb, notice, but the path of the one who has integrity is an open highway. Proverbs 11 and 3. The integrity or honesty of the upright guides them. Do you see this? Notice the integrity of the upright guides them. I, you show me a person of integrity, I'll show you a person who never make excuses. See, I'm going to do what I need to do when I need to do it because my integrity wants that walk upright. I'm guided by my integrity. See, it's too easy to make excuses. Oh, it's so easy. Are you here? The integrity or the honesty of the upright guides them, but the crookedness, notice the crookedness, the not straightforward the bending. So individuals who make excuses are those who are, you ever heard the term bending the, they're not really being straightforward. They're making, uh, 
especially when I know I can do a thing. But I, and we, and, oh boy, and the, we throw our kids under the bus. They'd have no idea. Pastor, you look, Pastor, you, little Johnny, little Johnny's down again, and he outside playing. Pastor, you know, I just got this bad toothache and got a blow pop in your mouth. <laughs> Notice, but when we're not straightforward and when we're bending, it destroys the individual. Do you see this? The integrity of the upright guys, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Am I one who makes excuses? Let's define this. and I have to give you some next week. What are excuses? Excuses are rationalizations. Rationalizations we make, listen to this, about people, events, and circumstances. They are invented reasons we create to defend our behavior, to postpone taking action, or simply as a means of neglecting responsibility. So when we make excuses, we're shifting the blame either on our circumstances, on other people, in order to keep me from not taking action. So since I'm not a person, since it's, it's, it's rooted in that fear, I have to use somebody as a scapegoat as to why God isn't first or something. Notice I said something earlier. The world demands more of your time than the kingdom does. Be not conformed to this world. It, it, it's, oh, it, are you telling me to quit my job? Absolutely not. But even in that, those in the marketplace know where I stand. And they know that my relationship with Jehovah is important. And every, every other religion understands that, but we just go for anything. There are certain people who are devout, whatever. And there's just certain things they're not going to do. Whatever, but Excuses are mainly a means of placing the blame Listen to this, and, and, and Pastor, you probably heard Pastor T say this, of an internal problem on an external condition. Excuses are mainly a means of placing the blame of something that's on the inside. You hear? Excuses are mainly a means of placing the blame of an internal problem on an external condition. So we're blaming it on what I see, but it's actually about something that's going on on the inside. And again, it's rooted in fear. Why are you afraid to put God first? Well, Pastor, if I put God first, what, what are they going to say? I'm not concerned about what they're going to say. And, and there are some who make excuses why they still hang around mephitic people, toxic people, and we make excuses. And we know that, it, as I say before, man, you can dress a rattlesnake up however you want to. But at the end of the day, it is still a rattlesnake. Do you remember some weeks ago I told you about a story of a man in Houston who uh, he chopped, he killed a rattlesnake, and after severing the the head of the snake, he got the the head bit the man, and he had to get twenty six anti venom injections, even though the head was severed. So just because they move across the street, they still poisonous if their heart hadn't been dealt with. Boy, we, we, we don't like stuff like this. We, pastor trying to tell me not to hang. No, Pastor saying, watch your associations for bad company will corrupt good habits. And I'm not afraid to walk away from anybody or anything that's toxic to me, man. 
And let me tell you something. And if he bit Crystal, don't you dare think that they won't they won't come where they will bite you. Because we keep forgetting it's still a rattlesnake. So just because he that's what they do. Well, he'll never bite me. You are in denial. It's a rattlesnake. He just haven't bit you yet. But rest assured, he warming up to you. And just at the opportune time, just when you least expect it, boom. It, it, then, then what they'll say, Jerry Williams, Pastor, you told me about this. Didn't want me to give him some anti-venom. And I've been giving it all the time. When we ought to stop making excuses as to why we keep hanging around people who are not good for us. How do we get on that? What part of that don't we understand? Bad is bad. Toxic is toxic. No, I'm not. Oh, I heard Holy Ghost. Let me just close it. No, I'm not inviting you. I don't care about what you think. I'm not upset. Matter of fact, I'm checking you off the list. Don't call. And, matter of, and if you tell me, since I have integrity, this is why I'm not inviting you. Because I don't look. You're messy. You're trifling. You talk about pastor. You talk about the members. You talk about everybody. And if you talk about everybody else, I know you talk about me. I don't get it. Why are you afraid to cut? Listen, I said, why are you afraid to cut? Let me tell you. Then your Bible says, don't be a snake, but be wise as one. Y'all. Be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. So, so when you wise, I know a snake when I see. Why? Because I know the traits of a snake. Because I've studied snakes. And the only way you can know, you got to study. If, I, if I'm going to be wise concerning this thing, I have to know how poisonous snakes operate. And these are what things that they do. And see, the danger about it is just like you see those people who they, you know, they messing with poison and snake. Okay, he had, we just, uh, we taunting it. So every time we in that environment, we, we, we don't, without even realizing it, you're taunting it. Oh, man, they, no, I, I, they know me and I know them. See, that's a foolish person. They, 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 they know me. Hey, look, what's, I done did this three years. Yeah. Yeah. But what you don't realize is still now, listen, and church people need to hear this all over the place. Stop associating with folk who are disgruntled, who are offended, who are poisonous and toxic. See the Lord done shifted that thing because who who messing with snakes? It don't even have to be a Christian. It could be a heathen snake. But poison is poison. I don't see why we. But we make excuses why we. 
I don't let people see. Let me let, let me let me give you some grown up stuff. Don't let people impose on your will. I don't say I'm not a yes man. Just no, no, no. I ain't feeling that. Nope, not here. I, 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 okay, and, and, and not right about it. First of all, when did we start being concerned about what other people think? I can't control what you think. You're not coming. That settles it. Why? I don't want you to. Did you know you didn't invite me? Yeah, I did it on purpose. Why? Because you're toxic. See, th see, that's being a true friend. See, that's integrity. See, I'm being deceptive when I say, oh, yeah, come on. And I really don't want you to come. Well, yeah, well, I can <laughs> The righteous are bold as lions. You ought to say, hear me roar. No. Not doing it. Start standing on it. If, if you're afraid, start, find you a scripture to stand on. And just say it to yourself. I'm bold as a lion. I'm bold as a lion. I'm bold. Listen, girl. Nope. You can't do it. I can't hang with you anymore. Why? Because you are poisoned. You are not good. I ain't been the same since I've been around you. Well, well, he talking about so-and-so. That might be if that's what came up in your spirit. I haven't said any names, but whoever come up in your spirit, perhaps that's who God want you to leave. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.